What's up, everybody, and welcome to season two of Fight the Good Fight. My name is Travis, and I welcome you into a new season with us, our second one. I hope you enjoyed season uh, one. And uh, as we look to season two, I kind of start with this. Um, do you remember Y2K, you know, December 1999 and the uh, world was about to come to an end when computers wouldn't be able to, to move over to 2000? You know, our lives would forever be changed, possibly. And it's, it's funny looking back on it now, but it was a serious situation at the time. And it brought a lot of legitimate fear to people all over the world. Fast forward to January 2024, and I kind of get the same feeling, but this time it's in the Christian community. There's like an underlying sense of panic and stress as to what is going to happen in 2024. Now, while I definitely agree that, that 2024 is a huge year uh, for America as a whole, uh, but, but when you look at it through the lens of the Bible, the, the times we live in really shouldn't surprise us nor make us very fearful. We see endless <laughs> examples through the, through the Bible where culture tried to impact the message of Jesus Christ. So so with all that in mind, I, I really want to take season two of Fight the Good Fight and, and focus on Jesus versus culture and unpack the, uh, unpack the relationship between God's kingdom and the world's kingdom. And so we'll be focusing um, mostly on Matthew chapter 10 for, for the first few episodes. So let's get to it. So what's up, everybody, and welcome to Fight the Good Fight. And today we're beginning season two with Jesus versus culture. It's funny, I almost want to say Jesus culture, but it's Jesus versus culture. From the moment that Jesus entered this world, he became a problem. Even being born through a virgin, he was still sought after to be killed. Jesus's kingdom, as he's announcing it on earth and as it's coming in, is in direct opposition to the world's. Now, listen, there is no coexist option when it comes to Jesus. Jesus requires a decision from everyone who is from from everyone who is presented with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, America is in the midst of her greatest departure from Christian values. And it's creating a need for the body of the Christ, of Christ to rise up and take a stand no matter the cost and no matter what it's going to cost us to stand up for the kingdom of God. Now, when I first started this, this episode, um, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And, and even my first three areas that I want to focus in, there is no way that we could cover this uh, all uh, in one sitting. It's just not, not going to happen. So today I want to focus on the tension between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. So the first three, we're going to look at the, the tension, and then we're going to look at the, uh, the attack that's coming from the world, the blatant attack that's, I believe, something new in my lifetime. I'm 40 years old, and, and I remember when we really just had tension, but now I can actually say, hey, we're being attacked as Christians. And then ultimately, on the third, is to how we should respond and what's our biblical response to the day and age 
in the culture that we're living in. So let's get to Matthew chapter 10, 34 through 42, as we look at tension. Verse 34, do not think that I come to bring peace on earth. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I do not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Verse 40 says, He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him, talking about the Father who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones, talking about the disciples, only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. So immediately we see Jesus painting a scene with his disciples saying, look, I'm sending you out into the world and I promise that your message, my message, is going to cause problems. It's going to cause tension. The world isn't going to like it. And from then until now, the world still doesn't like it. And you see families turned against one another. Now, Jesus isn't wanting to break families up, but what he's saying is when someone is presented the gospel of Jesus Christ, you have to make a decision with what you'll do with Jesus, whether you'll receive Jesus or whether you'll reject Jesus. See, everybody just wants to do their own thing, believing what they want to believe and doing what they think is right, but that's not God's plan. God makes it very clear. Jesus is the only way to true life. He's the only way to reap a eternal reward. He's the only way to be reunited with God the Father. And so this creates a tension, and there's three areas that I want to focus on when it comes to tension today and where the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of this world. And when we choose Jesus and we're truly following after him and we're denying ourselves and picking up our cross and following him where these tensions come and look at verse 37 one more time. He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Choosing Jesus places him and his kingdom at the top of your life, at the top of my life. And people often look at being saved as the eternal salvation, and that is true. But also, Jesus saves us for a reason and for a a mission to advance his kingdom on earth. And so this will cause tension at home in every area of your life. And and I would ask, and I kind of alluded to this last episode, is if you don't feel tension, in the time and age we live in, in 2024, between the kingdom of God, who you pledge allegiance to as your Savior, Jesus Christ, if you don't feel tension between that and the world, you are asleep and you need to be awakened. You need to wake up because there is a war raging in this country, in America, like we've never seen. And there's a movement where before we could probably get away with being somewhat lukewarm. 
where we had other people stepping up and doing the work. But guess what? We're living in a time now where every one of us is going to have to do our part in advancing the kingdom of God. And that verse is understanding that there's tension between God's kingdom and the kingdom of the world. So culture at our homes through media and technology and even through school indoctrination, but I would I would even say put school to the side for a second and just focus on what's in your home. We have a steady flow of content, of media, like never before. It used to be just, say, your TV and TV programming, and then it turned into just you know the Internet, and then it turned into now we have YouTube, which is streaming platforms and peak. I mean, it's endless. You can't even keep up with all the different platforms coming into to our homes, streaming culture into our homes, social media platforms, and then you have other platforms like TikTok where they gain access not only to our minds but the minds of our children when that culture is constantly bombarding us us with what we think is important, what's going on, and it's always competing with the message of Jesus Christ. Can you say Stanley Cup? You know, I think we spent 10 minutes on this new craze on watching YouTube on Stanley Cups, and, and I don't even want to admit it, but it kind of made me want to get one of those old school style ones. And I'm like, Ugh, I hate it when I know they're marketing to me, and it's working, and so we, we see this constant infiltration into our homes and media is very slick on how and Hollywood is very slick on how they just bring these things in in a laughing matter and, and begin to just put pressure and, and just to begin to ply a little things. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll let these things slip and, and our families are, are, are being faced with all this outside coming in and if we're not careful it will begin to create tension at home because all of a sudden where the bible and god's word used to be the standard now we're letting culture interact inside that standard and our homes the standards inside our homes are changing and our kids see us when we compromise on something, we watch something, we, we purchase something, we, we participate in things in our homes, and it compromises the Word of God, and our kids see that. And then all of a sudden, the, the, our kids begin to, to listen to the culture, begin to listen to what's being out there and, and streamed and what's hot, what's the hot topic right now, and it begins to change their mindsets. And all of a sudden, you begin to see homes at odds with one another because the homes aren't living in harmony on what's good what's right what's the standard how this home operates how we operate our lives and we begin to see that tension at home and i get it there's no greater feeling than telling your kids that we weren't you know we're not going to go do something or we can't watch that or we're not going to participate in that because it goes against our word of god that is not fun it, it's awful. And I'm not talking about legalistic stuff. I'm talking about stuff, you know, this day and time, it is boldly, uh, I mean, just bravely against the Word of God. It should not be a hard decision. But so many Christians are so impacted and have so much of the world's culture on them, have so much of America's culture on them, that they are blinded to the truth that's impacting their lives. So you, you see that that we're having trouble aligning with God in our own home. And so it's, it's not fun when we make a stand. 
it's, it's tough, but I promise you, every time that you take a stand on the Word of God, saying we're going to operate by God's kingdom and His principle, it brings us closer to the life that God intends for us. Number two is tension at work. Can I get an amen to that? Yeah, a lot of work is out of our control, and I do believe some of it we, we've gotten a little to where we say, well, I can't control work. I'm just going to show up and, and make money and leave. And I think ultimately that's what culture wants. So if it's not a hard enough that to, to live at, kind of fight this at home, we have to go to a, a work, you know, in a fallen world led by fallen people. Some are Christian leaders. Some are Christian, you know, co-workers. A lot aren't. And, you know, no matter that place uh, where how many of that ratio is, it seems that the, the word Christ, Jesus, it's just offensive. We, we, we can jump on board with every other group. We can jump on board with every other doctrine, ideology, but, but Jesus Christ, is, is, it's like it has no place in the American workforce anymore. America work has become a place where we lay our beliefs to the side. We check them at the door at the clock when we clock in or when we pull into the parking lot. Yeah, sure, we're going we're gonna to govern ourselves with a code of conduct conduct per our work so that we don't get fired but we're going to go in we're going to create and provide goods and services for exchange for the paycheck and i'm just going to kind of do my own thing and we'll play within the rules that they set here and then i'm going to clock out and go home this worked for a long time because the work system was built on ideas and morals that were based on god's word on on truth on ultimate truth as companies have drifted away and we won't even go to current, but say 10 years ago, companies drifting away from you can't you know have a Christmas party or a Christmas dinner. And they became holiday parties and holiday dinners. But you could you could celebrate anything else in any given time. And we see that's advanced even for. So now we see companies promoting and pushing ideas and systems that go against the very word of God. And the Christian is expected to stay quiet and work. Just stay quiet and work. And I, and I would say that too many times we as Christians are okay with that. We're like, okay, we know the truth, and you want my silence? This is work? Fine. You can have it. And we, and we leave those places at work, and we just clock in and clock out, and we say, well, this part of my life I can't change, I can't speak about, I can't, I can't do anything, so I'm just going to wash my hands of it, and I'm going to go about and live my life. And that used to work. But as we're making the shift in America, and as America leaves God and leaves godly values and has some sort of moral compass as we see that transition and we see that leaving i'm telling you those days are going to change to where we have to stand up and promote jesus the savior of the world the light of the world and it's more important than ever how we represent him and in our places of work in our interactions and we're not shy about it and when people ask why do you work so hard you say because i'm serving jesus that's that's my core that's why i'm doing this i'm not trying to do this for self you know self ambitious gain but i'm working because i'm i'm a i'm a provider for my family i love the i love the lord so we see attention at work and then we also see you know tension in politics i don't think you can deny that 
that 2024 politically, and when I say politically, I'm talking about the people in America, in my context, even from local elections to state, you can see that there's tension between God's kingdom and the world, and the world is wanting to advance and change the rules. They hate God. They hate the Bible. They hate that way of living. They hate those results that they get. And I'm telling you, they want to destroy it. They want to use their own rules and use their own intellect to determine what's right and wrong and when what's best for the country. So when I say politics, I'm more concerned about the country's leadership, like the people making the laws, people that, that we elect to 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 run our country, to run our counties, to run our cities, and we see this huge tension. If, if you don't care about politics, and I've heard a lot of people say that, well, I don't really care. We, you, you have to care about politics if you care about your country because that's how our forefathers set this up. And, and through American politics, whether you like it or not, or if it drives you insane, I'm probably more in the second, it drives me insane and it makes me just ill and I, I hate it is that you know we have to understand the importance of those positions look some say all politicians are sellouts you know, no matter who they are they're going to sell and I don't believe that but I would say a lot are and it would be very hard not to sell out because of what is presented to them but we we have to learn from a culture standpoint that that the time that we live in and and we were you know we were created and born into America so we do have an active role in our government but we have an active role in affecting culture godly God's kingdom culture into the world so that it can positive affect worldly culture right now it's flipped where the world culture is is in just attacking and coming in and this tension is building and building and building to where the culture is changing the church it's changing politics whereas whereas a lot of in our history the word of god biblical based values was the forefront in driving the the laws and the mindset of the country so it's very factual to say that american leaders will claim the bible when it helps them to win elections i know that we we know all that what i'm talking about is Every day as you get up, understanding that there is tension from the White House all the way down to state and local governments, and it's not always about the certain people. It is about the kingdom forces, the kingdom of God, and pushing against the worldly kingdom, and those two are the tension that's building between those. And oftentimes Christians think, listen, just because one person gets into office doesn't mean all our troubles are going to go away. The, the fight is never going to end until Jesus comes back. The, this tension, this struggle is always going to be there. The difference is, is I, I feel like maybe Christians are being left behind. We're opening ourselves up at home. We're silence at work. And we push away from politics, giving us no voice, giving us no influence, no way to bring the kingdom of God into the world. And so I want to I want to close with with this couple of things. Oftentimes, as Christians, we wake up and go to work. We see the the news of the tension between God's kingdom and, and the world. We show up to work and 
we work all day. We're expected to keep our mouths shut and not talk about Jesus too much. And, we, and when we finish the day, we, we, we come home, and, and lo and behold, we see the very same struggle and tension uh, inside our homes with our family and our kids and that same pressure. And we turn on the news, and God help you if you watch the news. That's not encouraging. And you see this tension, this building up. And so many times we're left frustrated and hopeless. And the point of this video, as we as we begin to open up in this episode, as we open up into Jesus versus culture, is to see that there's always going to be tension. There just always is. Until Jesus returns, the tension's going to be there. You know, so I ride dirt bikes, and I love it, and oftentimes you just get nasty. I'd say most of the time. It's just how it is. It's just part of the sport. It's the price you have to pay to have fun. My son, Jacob, rides with me. He hates that part. He hates that that we get so nasty. Not that we don't get nasty because he finds every mud hole he can and he just runs through it. Always has. It's the cleanup. Cleanup is messy and it's time consuming. But in the end, the mud washes off. And I I just want to encourage you that living for Christ in a fallen world kind of has the same effect. Some some days are worse than others, but some days you are just covered in the muck and mire of the world. You, you may not even sin that day. I'm not talking about your muck. I'm talking about just operating in the world. You are just covered from head to toe with the world's junk. And you need to be washed off. But the good news is it can be washed off. And I think we got to get to the place and time to where we understand that, listen, getting muddy is just part of the game. It's just how it is. And we know that we have to have a conscious effort to make sure that we clean that mud off. And the only way we can acknowledge that is to know that that, that mud's going to be there when we go through it every time. My question and maybe even my concern is do we even notice the mud anymore? We have to be real, really careful, and it's very easy to just become used to the status quo and accept things for the way they are. And you say, well, it's just nasty out there. I'm just going to be nasty. I'm just going to go through it. So I want to leave you with this. Are you feeling the tension between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world? I hope so. It's a good thing. That means you're sensitive to the spirit. You see good for good and evil for evil, even as people try to, our media tries to twist that. Even me, uh, people try to twist that. It's, it's a great thing if you feel the tension. But if you don't, I would ask and encourage you at your home to, to open your eyes, to, to look around. And my wife always uses this, this saying, Elizabeth always says, that's just worldly. And I love it. And it, it, nope, that's too worldly. Nope, that's worldly. We we got to be able to spot and detect quickly when that tension rises up. And the Holy Spirit will help you. Don't ignore Him when He speaks. Act and make those little decisions in your home and in your work. And when you're facing things like politics and the media and how what you let affects you, always. Be centered in Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes, to keep you aware, 
because ignorance is no excuse. We've got to stay focused on the kingdom of God and growing the kingdom of God, welcoming souls into the kingdom of God every chance we get. And on the next episode, we're going to expose the attack. So for, I'd say most of my life we felt tension. And I would say, you know, for me, and this is my context, I would say after COVID, it seemed, or maybe a little bit before, you just see a ramp up of this attack on the Christian value system. Not even just the church. And and the Christian church was attacked in in COVID, and we'll we'll talk about that. But just the Christian value, just biblical value, and the attack that's coming against the Word of God and, and the man Jesus Christ. So I want to pray for you. Father, God, we just love you, and we just thank you for all that you've done for us. God, you've been so faithful to us. And God, as we live in maybe uncertain times, God, we know that you hold all time in your hands. And God, I ask, Lord, that you would just open our eyes, help us to feel, God, this tension, God, help us to know the right thing, God. Help us to open your word and read your word, God, and open ourselves up to your word of God so that we can recognize this world for what it is. God, I ask you, Lord, just to encourage every person watching watching and listening, God. And we just praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, and see you next time. Thanks.